Digital. Student-centred. Creative. Innovation. Imagination. Initiative. Stories that matter. I'm Joan Sutherland, and this is Tales of Teaching Online, brought to you by Deakin Learning Futures. Hello. Uh, Today I'm here talking to Kat and Sarah about a belonging and representation project that they have worked on in the library. Hello, Kat and um, Sarah. Can I ask you to introduce yourselves and your role at Deakin University? Thank you for having us in for this chat. I am Kat and I work for the Deakin Library Learning and Teaching Portfolio. So I'm all about designing learning experiences and really focused on digital literacy elements. Okay. And my name's Sarah Fenley. I'm a digital designer in the library and I work for the digital experience team. Um, And my main function um, is to help create and deliver sort of user-centric experiences that engage and impress students and researchers. So really on the visual side of things. Today, we're talking about the Belonging and Representation Project. Can someone talk us through a bit about that? Sure can. And what I would say too is that we, when we like to talk about any sort of library projects, we do recognise that it's coming from people and from place mm. um, and that much of this work took place on Waterong land where Sarah and I both live and work, uh, but it was actually intended to connect with Deakin students across Australia and, in fact, globally. So we really do like to um, acknowledge the, you know, the living culture and the unique role that our First person, um, First Nations people have in this country because part of that was also part of the inclusive character design that we were focused on. So if I was going to dive into the project and tell yes. you about it, um, what we would say is that, you know, inclusion is needs to be embedded in teaching and learning and it needs to be embedded in academic libraries. And that's whether it's in staff diversity, it's service delivery, um, or whether it's in what we are uh, creating in our spaces. And so we know that belonging and representation and experience of spaces in both the digital and physical are really critical aspects of that inclusion. So this particular project which was all around belonging and representation, but it was a specific thing in terms of designing inclusive illustrated characters to be used in teaching and learning and social media materials. When you're talking about designing those kind of things, it was both about engendering a sense of belonging for the people, the students that would see these Mm -hmm. images, um, but it was also to ensure that our teaching staff in the library were able to create materials that um, use these representative images in a really seamless way. Mm-hmm. And Sarah, what would you say around from a designer's perspective what our project was focused on? Yeah, it was really focused, a mixture of things, I guess, to help us designers to be able to have, um, I guess, a character suite um, that we could refer to and use um, when we're sort of looking at designing learning modules um, and helping, you know, it could also be animated videos as well as um, social media posts. So they're kind of used everywhere. And we also sort of wanted the characters to be able to be used by library staff when they're creating their own own sort of learning modules or content so that they didn't actually have to go out um, and in search of sort of those design assets and elements, you know, trying to find things that would look like they fit the branded style at Deakin. Mm -hmm. Um, It it just enabled a really nice consistency of look and feel and it sort of uplifts, I guess, um, a lot of work where it gives it that extra element of cohesion, I guess, across multiple mm-hmm. platforms and, and across a lot of their content. So it, it, trying to help, basically trying to help staff save time rather than have yep. to go off and find all this stuff that's, you know, creative commons and free to use mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. It just, it really gives people a little bit more time back to focus on their actual content rather than trying to worry about the look and feel of like what they're putting together. It's interesting what you say around the inclusivity 
um, the inclusion component around helping designers with a character suite because we talk about teaching and learning professionals and academics and what they need to do to make things accessible and inclusive but from a design perspective that's one of the uh, key elements um, I can imagine and in talking to other accessibility people Darren uh, Britton actually said something really nice was accessibility is around access for students but inclusion is about inviting people to join and that's sort of touching on what you were talking about Kat is that invitation for a number of different types of people and doesn't matter where you come from or um, what your features and characteristics are, you're making it inclusive for everyone. So based on that, did the need come from saving time or was it for that belonging and inclusion? So where did the need come from? It was. It does really come down to the belonging and the mm. yeah. the inclusion. And I think even Good if you link it, yeah, <laughs> yes. you could even link it to like from, from a very basic level to concept mm. like uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs that we actually the, the access um, for the teaching staff was around that self actualization to be able mm-hmm. to do and create things in an inclusive, accessible way. Mm-hmm. Um, and for our students, we're looking at the, you know, that social emotional aspect of belonging and, and seeing themselves and, and the connectedness. Um, but it's a complex area, the uh, inclusion. It's not just here are the thing that we deliver that represents inclusion. As you said, it's how do we how do we build these things? How do we invite people mm-hmm. to be part of that creation and use? How does it address the need, the needs of inclusivity in teaching and learning specifically? So I, I understand that you've got characters. Um, so how does it address that need? We we really looked at it around the concept of do I see myself in these spaces, these learning experiences, all these social media posts? And we used a particular uh, pedagogy from education uh, called Mirrors, Images and Sliding Doors, uh, which is Sims Bishop work, and, it, and it's something that really shapes a lot of picture book illustration, mm-hmm. in fact. But because it is all around this representation, um, the to break it down in sort of a basic pedagogical sort of snippet we would you know the mirror is the story that reflects your own culture and helps you build your identity and we wanted students to actually see themselves in the learning modules that we created in the scenario based um, conversations that we had because we wanted them to see themselves valued and and Mm -hmm. to be seen as part of the Deakin community we also Mm -hmm. had a, a lens on window which is you know getting them to look through other students' perspectives, other Deakin community members' perspectives, and to open up their understanding of the diversity of our community. And that opening up of, of new experiences is actually a really critical part of any learning journey that it doesn't matter if you're studying law, education, creative arts or medicine, you need to be continually challenged to look at things in a new way. And mm-hmm. it seems like imagery would not be a huge part of that, but it is in fact massive because we massive. are such visually based creatures. And in fact, we even took a windows and mirrors approach in how we develop the project, but um, I might even let Sarah talk to what how did we use a mirrors and windows approach in that? So in the actual development process, um, we I guess drew on our own knowledge of um, and our own experiences um, from sort of I've worked with diversity and inclusion at Deakin before in creating a few joint projects, uh, one of which was like the Human Library, which was all to do with Ida Hobbit Week, as well as had at the time she was also a student. Um, so we had sort of a, a an understanding about uh, you know looking at our cohort from um, outside as well as then developing a suite of characters, then also, again, engaging with diversity and inclusion to find out, you know, had we, um, you know, correctly represented our cohort, um, where, mm-hmm. were, where were our gaps of knowledge? Because obviously, you know, there were expertise 
in diversity and inclusion that we don't have ourselves mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's really and we're very fortunate to work in an organization where people are happy to share and collaborate yeah. to come up with a really great outcome um, for our students um, and so yeah so we're able to collaborate with them and um, come up with a, a really fantastic suite of characters um, with their input and their expertise and and their guidance really yeah, and it's a, it's it was definitely a lot about um, acknowledging your own um, understanding of what your knowledge is and what your limitations of your knowledge are, and then reaching out to the right people and having a chat, really, and and yeah, coming to it was really good intentions, and I think it worked out really well. It's a great perspective uh, to have, actually, in relation to um, what your limitations are and knowing that you don't know everyone, you don't know yeah. everything, and there's people with different pockets of expertise and that collaborative nature here at Deakin. Um, I want to touch on um, something that you mentioned uh, around looking from cat uh, from looking from different perspectives, and perhaps Sarah, you can um, lend a voice to this in the sense of how do you design something or a character pack in this case that allows learners to look at things from different perspectives? So there's a, there's a couple of um, elements that we'd probably unpack there. Mm-hmm. That you'd sort of have that grounding piece that we do find in online environments that, that characters have often negative stereotypes as a default mm-hmm. without even meaning to. Mm-hmm. Um, and or that they are a very simplistic um, sort of um, masculine, white, uh, dominant kind of character, mm-hmm. or they are a amorphous purple type non-connecting yep. element. You can't connect, yep. And so if they're the only perspectives or windows onto other people in your community that you have, you're not getting a very rich idea of who our fellow you know deaconites are so by working through processes to um to understand the richness and the depthness of different types of people you're you're opening up the the shutters I guess on the window to see what's through now look there's no way to have one online identity that's representative of yourself or everyone and anyone there's only so many characters you can develop in a Um, and I actually will let Sarah talk through that. How do you get to from a move away from the purple people leaders mm. to an actual rich character? Yeah. So I guess in this scenario, we were um, fortunate the marketing already had that sort of graphic, I guess, styling that was created. Mm. So it was really about us um, taking that sort of style and then coming up with our own different, I guess, characters, yeah, individual personas of characters. Um, and I guess it's, yeah, it's about like having a look into, there's a bit of research, there's, a, there's you know, there's a quite a lot of artists out there that have, have done some amazing work with um, diverse character designs. Um, mm-hmm. Anush Syed has some fantastic graphics that they've put out and that I actually looked at and, and was able to have and sort of they go through and, and talk about um, how to do different skin tones of all different types mm-hmm. so that you can really start having a look at the beauty of the diverse range of colour and representation that you can sort of bring into each of your characters. And I think it's also um, sort of looking at, it's a really hard balance of figuring out that not being overly stereotypical as well. Um, And that's really hard. So that's, again, goes back to not just, I guess, having you as a lone designer and you're the only person who makes this and that's it. That's where you get 
everyone involved. That's where you get people with lots of knowledge and you take advice and you you work and you you sort of um, help visualise what they're thinking as well, mm-hmm. I guess, if yeah. that makes any sense. Um, so really it's just you're using the skill set of the visual designer to really bring out what's in yeah Mm -hmm. in the imagination of the people who know and so for me that's how I guess we came about and it was really um and also like getting uh some of the student cohort involved with having a look Mm -hmm. at some of the characters that we've designed um Mm -hmm. especially our non-binary character Sam so going through like three variations and having the students be able to choose which one of those characters they felt best represented them so you know there's a lot of different um it's not just a simple process, if that makes any sense. <laughs> a lot of know. consultation along the way yeah. and collaboration, which is fabulous to see. We, yeah. We, I'd also flag that that collaboration, you know, I'm coming from a learning and teaching background mm-hmm. and Sarah comes from a design background. And it, yes. the resources and expertise that she is going to bring to this kind of project is just invaluable because it mm-hmm. it is a richness that I am not going to understand from a visual communication point of view. Um and one of the elements that she brought was these artists that are already out there doing this kind mm. of work. Um, and there was a particular photographer that was quite eye-opening for us who was called uh, Angelica Das. Das, yeah. And as she said, that there should be no standard peach or pink skin tone, uh, mm. Das sort of outlined. And I think that what it made us realise is that the world is full of diversity and Deakin community is full of diversity in our mm-hmm. students. And so we should be positively celebrating the beauty and not selectively curating, you know, a particular one. Yeah, here. what we think. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just I the, think, the world. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. That's it. And yeah, I can definitely um, recommend Humane. It's a great exhibition. It's a, they, um, the artist picked, um, has Pantone colours for everybody. So takes a photograph of a person and and, and tells you what their Pantone colour is. And there are so many. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. And I'd, I'd even extend on for that earlier question you had around how do you open up that, that mm. window? Mm. And when you're talking about character design and the imagery, you're actually developing stories. Yeah. Yes. As you, you know, the accessory, the look, there's there's all sorts of things that are happening with those characters in terms of story. And that is a, the storying and connection is such an important part in audience connection. Um, and it's, you know, you, you really want to create stories that will stick with people, that they engage with. Uh, and one of the fascinating things that um, Sarah discovered in doing some user testing with students, you know, taking these characters out to the students mm-hmm was what you think they might connect with is very different to what they actually different. do. So I might get you to explain that first. Yeah, so one of our students, um, one of the questions that we we posed in there um, was around, um, it, what, you know, could you relate to any of the characters? Um, and the student at the time um, said that they were sort of looking through each of the characters and said, oh, no, there's not really one that relates to me. Um, and then she said, oh, no, hang on a minute, Trent does because he's got glasses like I do. Mm. So it was just like that subtle element. You don't necessarily, the character doesn't have to look exactly like exactly the student. Like you could just have like the little element um, that, you know, you draw that same, that sort of um, mm. connection to, I guess, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. would be the right word, yeah. 
So and it's so good to get that student voice because in talking to Darren in the previous podcast I was talking about around accessibility inclusion, he was talking about even technologies with accessibility and how people and how students feel. Do they feel included based upon um, different strategies that we implement in teaching and learning and actually bringing that voice to fruition? And then touching on what, Kat, you touched on around um Sarah's role in this is that visual storytelling and that's so powerful to pick up that teaching and learning expertise but translate that into a character and doing things like glasses you know um if they're fabulous glasses I'd love them and um nice colorful but what people resonate with you know so it's not always just culture it's not um you know skin tone alone it's accessories and creating that narrative which is um great to hear so i suppose how how are these being used at the moment to design learner experiences so they are used in a variety of different learning experiences mm-hmm. um that can range from a very click up d2l cloud first page mm-hmm. where it's part of a scenario learning and there's a character introduced and you work through say a health behavior problem or something like that mm-hmm. but they're also we've used them in escape rooms that have been created in a digital space yeah right and they've got a whole different like they've got a whole yeah. backstory as they walk <laughs> through it they are part of our video creations um, that we use for both teaching and learning and hey yeah, this is the library and we're open and these are the kind of things and this is your space conversation yeah. Um, they're also used in social media posts in in various ways. So they get the the reuse of the characters in an embedded way is is quite extensive. Mm. Um, and the one that's often overlooked is that they are put onto single screen displays in some of the physical spaces in the library. Right. Wow. And so using do they have their own social media hashtags and uh, Twitter handles? No. Not yet. No, no, <laughs> not that I know of. That's a really good idea, though. I should uh, pass that one on to the social media team. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, it's great to see that they're not just used in one um, yeah. one element, like advertising, or that you're actually using a multifaceted approach so it becomes the norm so people can identify with them. I suppose what what's your ideal from here? So you've got this uh, belonging and representation project where you've designed these inclusive character pack and um, designers are using them now. But what would you like to see next with this project or what is happening with this character pack? So at the moment, the characters sit within a learning design system that library staff can go in and and explore and take and build everything from scenes uh, to individual PNGs. Um, What we would really like to see is opening up that resource in a sustainable, consistent way for the broader Mm -hmm. teaching and learning community at Deakin. This isn't a simple thing to achieve. No. Because it's a design bank, essentially. Mm -hmm. It's a a space um, that has to be maintained. Files Mm -hmm. have to be who has editorial control over them. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's also linked into concepts of some of the character development and some of the um, subtle signifiers, those accessory things that we talked about, have all Mm -hmm. been designed in mind with a library teaching and learning context. Yes. Yeah. And so there's questions around. Context is important. Context Mm -hmm. is important. Um, so there's a larger conversation to be had around how do we open this up, as I said, mm. in a sustainable but um, contextualised way, which is not an mm. easy thing no, to do. absolutely not. No. 
No. And, and ideally we'd like to sort of um, as well extend the character pack that we currently mm. have. So that's also um, because we have had lots of feedback over the years mm. um, since, I mean, these were created back in 2018, 19. So we've had, yeah, lots of um, feedback from now from students and we've got feedback from staff and sort of putting that together and figuring out where our gaps still are and mm-hmm. how we'd like to move forward. So there are, yeah, that's a project as well, hopefully coming up. There's a lot. There's a lot happening in this space, but it's good to see that it was d- started in 2018-19, and obviously um, a massive shift online has highlighted another need uh, in relation to having such characters as this. So hopefully we can translate it into that teaching and learning space. Although it is a big um, challenge, as you highlighted, Kat. Um, I suppose throughout this project, what's one key insight you've had um, in relation to belonging and inclusivity? I, it's not so much a key insight for myself. It's just one of the most beautiful pieces of feedback um, that I've heard in terms of a yes. project. Often when you're working in teaching and learning or um, digital design, you kind of almost feel like you're creating to the void because you create things and you mm. hand them over for someone else to embed in their teaching experience or um, mm-hmm. into the cloud. What happened is that as part of the the data collection that Sarah and and the UX specialist at the library did was that they had a beautiful quote from a student participant um, that I'd really love to share because it really was, oh, it's just so beautiful. (laughs) So their their comment was, I'm so glad to be in a university that puts energy and effort into making its students feel comfortable and welcome. Mm -hmm. So my key insight is that the time that these kind of projects take has value and impact inclusivity matters yes yeah. yeah that's a beautiful it is a beautiful insight but it's great to get that feedback to cement what you're doing is valuable even for one student and if it's only one student that's giving you feedback there's going to be a number of students behind that so thank you for sharing that and Sarah so the thing that I sort of found that was really fantastic and I don't know if it surprised me but it was just really heartwarming and lovely is the fact that there are so many people in the university who are working here that are wanting to achieve the same goal Mm -hmm. which is to have and want students to feel included and want students to feel like they belong and to create a safe community and I think for me that was really evident throughout this whole process was that yeah there are people that really care and they're people who will give their expertise and without expecting anything in return but just because Mm. you know it's a part of almost like that feeling of um I don't know I don't want to say greater good but you know Mm. creating a really fantastic environment um Mm. for, for everybody and I really really found that encouraging and it was really great to be able to work in a, an organisation where people just generally want to help each other. And that was actually something that was really great and fantastic that came out of this project. That's fabulous, isn't it? And I think um, just talking to yourself and, as I mentioned, Darren earlier, um, was about, you know, accessibility has been around the term accessibility for a long time, but we're hearing a lot more around inclusion and being more inclusive and what that actually means. So conversations like this highlight it and bring it to the surface. So I'd like to thank you for um, sharing your experiences on this podcast today, but also the work that's gone into this project. It's um, I love the character pack myself. I can see different uses and um, I can see it evolving over time as well. So I'd really like to thank you for your time and energy. I know there's a lot of people behind the scenes as well. Um, and it's not just the two of you, but thank you. And uh, thanks for sharing your experiences. 
Thanks so much for having us. No worries. Thank you for having us.